This is Four Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Podcast out there because that's what I'm on, but baby, the comedy and the money. And his partner, Fela Tapender Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Center, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello, 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 and welcome to Wrestling Dev. I hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah. I hope what you did he, what, it's Thanksgiving. It's uh, where you give thanks to the something to do with the, the pilgrims, uh, the Thanksgiving of America, the independence of America, the pilgrims landing on the American shores. That Does thanks. everybody get a day off? Everybody, no, I don't know, but maybe, maybe, and they have a big turkey. Hey, we know get. Those have a practice fucking Christmas dinner before your Christmas dinner. Two Christmas dinners. Do you think they'll have like the the? Would you call them pigs and blankets? No, no. I hope so. Or that idea. I hope so, mate. We need to get that, man. That big gallus, man. Pigs and fucking. blankets. Pigs and blankets, man. All pig, pigs and uh, hogs and hogs and duvets. <laughs> I'm Rob Florence, and of course the great man Gredo, the great Gredo. G R A D O. Is opposite me here. Were you wrestling this weekend, Gredo? Aye, mate. SWA, Motherwell Civic Centre, wrestled CJ Banks. Last match of the year. That's me done now. That'll be meeting next year. SWA, Scottish Wrestling Alliance. Yep, aye. And how did that match go? Brilliant, brilliant. CJ's a a great great worker, great seller. It was fantastic, Rob. You've got to have seen it. It was just really... The crowd were into every match. And there was the 30-man rumble at the end, uh, which I couldn't partake in. So I get 10 out at half time. Did anybody go, Grado, you're the best. Oh, but 10 or, 10 or 11, aye. <laughs> 10 or 11. See when, see when the wee wens are shouting Grado and all that, do you notice, like, do you acknowledge them? Oh, aye. Definitely. Tap their heads and all that. Tap their heads. Uh, but if you're in the ring, say you're in the ring, you're in the middle of a match, right? Mm-hmm. You're just in, you're in the middle of a, you know, it's, it's happening, it's all rolling, right? And then you hear a wee wen going, Grado. Aye. Do you, do you acknowledge him or do you go, I'm wrestling? No, I wouldn't do that. That's rude. You would, so you would break out of the match. Aye. You would break out of the story of the match Aye. to acknowledge the so, child. How do me, man? All right. There you go. That's, you I mean, could, that's wrestling. You have a wee wink. We wink to somebody in the crowd. It's nice that. I do as well when it's I'm... It's a nice moment. When I'm on the telly and my mm-hmm. telly programmes and somebody is in the living room and they're like, I fucking hate that rap flaunts. I always acknowledge him as well. I always turn around. I just break out of the break your fourth wall of the show and we go, fucking shut up. At least I'm on a telly. You're fucking sitting there on your couch eating a fucking curry. You're lucky, you're lucky bastard. <laughs> How did your show come on this week? How did it come on? Ah. Uh, we just they broadcast it, it comes across the airwaves and then it goes into your telly. Uh, I it was uh, the state of it was on Friday night, it went really well. It bust all records. Did that? Ninety five thousand people in attendance in the Silver Dome. Really? For that, aye. It was a massive audience. It did really well. It's on again every Friday night for the next six weeks. How many? Six episodes then, aye? Six episodes about the environment this Friday night. And also was announced this week just to put myself over. Go for it. Um, a new sitcom pilot thing called The Scots that will be on next year. Me and Conno at Burniston are in it. And the wrestling connection is Jack Jester. Jester. Um, he's very funny in it. He's very, very good in it. Very good. So, aye, so that's, all, that's all your news, man. You've got Panto as Pan well. Of mine. Stilts tonight. 
you're pantomime starts tonight. You feeling good? You feeling ready? You feeling primed for it? Ready to go. How do you? Eighty shows, mate. I've always wanted to know this, right? See, you're in. So who's in it with you? So we've got uh, we Scott Fletcher who was in Gary Tank Commander. Right, aye. Shell Suit Bob's Fletcher, in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Joyce we Faulkner, right. big Falky is in it. Aye. <laughs> she uh, was who was Rasheen in Riverside. Aye, aye, aye. And she's. Do you know what? She would be a good wrestler. Joyce, Joyce would be a wrestler. Like she has strong arms on her. She, she used to, she used to say that Wayne's would come up to her and think, "Are you China?" They would ask her if she was China. They would ask her if she was China. China. Aye. Can, can you do her voice? You're knee coming in here like that. You talk to me like you're good. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. You got to put a plaster in that. Put a plaster in that. Let's get on infected. Let's get on infected. What the fuck was that story, man? You're doing too much. Put a plaster on that. That sounds like sex talk. No, she's just. She's a brilliant. She's lovely. She's a lovely, lovely person. And do you. When you do pantomime, do you. Uh, do, you, do you plan it out in advance or do you just kind of call it on the fly when you're out there? <laughs> 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 right, you, I'm gonna, you come back through, sweetie. You come back through, sweetie. <laughs> right, we're going to move on to some correspondence. Duck one through, sweetie. <laughs> oh, that's a bit of <laughs> Watch the back elbow. Oh no, you won't. <laughs> oh no, you, oh no, you won't spot. Oh, you, oh no, you won't spot. Right, correspondence for last week. People were uh, very impressed with your story about your colonoscopy, which I feel as if has been in every episode. Sorry, one. listener Gary Benson says hi, Grado. Quick wrestling question for you. A quick. Just listening to the latest episode and wondering how many times you have had tubes up your ass, right? And how often you expect to bring it up on the podcast? It's just to make sure that I'm not drinking chocolate milk at the time as I was this week. Um, I've only had one tube up my ass, um, but it made an impression. Yep, uh, and I got it all clear. I mean, I thought they would have fucking put a be fucking uh, what do you call the wee hangs a wee fruiteller or something like that. <laughs> But it was clean. I'm sorry that I end up talking about my hoop. It's just a thing. It's my go-to. Keith it's Thor- my go-to. Keith Thorburn says, as somebody who once had to drink eight pints of bog and vanilla laxative to yep, prep for a I colonoscopy, pain, I'm absolutely staggered Grado managed through a fight with it cutting the ring in two with a brown, <laughs> with a brown laser. <laughs> a superhuman feat of clenching. It was hard going. Yeah, I can imagine. I was going, Doug, no fucking shot, no, no shots to the derby the night, big man. <laughs> No shots to the derby the night, oh sir. Right, that was hard going, but it was mere hard but was the next day getting a flight up. I had to make sure I had an aisle seat so I could go back and for it, back and for it. Cause I'm talking Wah! I mean they would think you were a bomber, wouldn't they? The amount of times you're going back and forth. Mm. That guy's Watch him. That guy's gonna be he's one of the he's one of the terrorists with the three twins, one of the three twins terrorists. <laughs> three twins terrorists. That sounds like it's a good wee faction as well, isn't it? Three twins terrorists. Three twins terrorists. Yeah, right. Uh, Hazy, <laughs> yeah, right. he, uh, Hazy wants to bring Rab to point As in last week's episode I said I hate wrestling tourneys And then 10 minutes <laughs> later I said Survivor Series Deadly Game <laughs> It's my favourite pay-per-view That's brilliant Well that just shows you how good the pay-per-view was That it managed to bust right through all my preconceptions uh, Okay Jordan McCallion says about the, We were talking about this new Intercontinental title right? Have you seen the new Intercontinental I title? I have seen that You know what? I like it Why didn't he need to change it? I don't know, man. I d- it's better than half the other belts. I hate belts that are too much. Let's see the, the, the tag belts. They're like two P aye, coins. Aye, aye, aye. 
Uh, they are hoaching. Bring back the tag belts. Bring back. Do, do you not hate? Do you not hate the world title belts though? Do you not hate the big fucking? The, oh, I was thinking WWE symbol oh, with the gems. Gems. And it's fucking horrible, no, isn't it? It's too blingy, isn't it? Aye, aye, aye. We had a big opportunity once. Remember because we was at the Rock that brought out the the kind of newer version of it. Aye, aye, aye. Come on, man, get it back to the Winged Eagle or the. The globe, the globe, that, that's my favourite belt. My favourite belt is the globe. The one that you think about when Triple H had it in 2000. And aye, aye, aye. Foley had it. Uh, corporate rock. That's, that's the, bring that back, man. Eh? I did like the smoking skull belt, I need to admit. Did you really? I liked that. Oh, I did. I've even got one. I've got a replica oh, one. You me. Well, hold on. Hold on, I said... Hold on, I said a replica one, but it's it's, it's Noah. I'm bumming up a bit. <laughs> Is that a toy one? 15 quid plastic <laughs> fucking toy one. A replica! That's <laughs> not a replica! It's a fucking... It's a fucking... Listen, I don't know. You don't know it was any plastic. You never held his belt. Look, if you're going to... I remember seeing a guy when I went to Rebellion and he, it was the first time I ever saw a, a, a replica belt and I, and I got a hold of that and I felt it and it was brilliant. Super, if you're going to pay a couple hundred pounds, why are you buying this smoking skull belt? You know what I mean? Aye, aye, it's aye. Like a hardcore belt and all. Jester told me that when he was young he went to A-Man Comics and he tried to buy the hardcore one Aye. and the guy was like oh no you're not spending £200 oh no get a good one that's all smashed <laughs> up was that allowed Aye, he didn't let him that's He's beautiful going, no, don't, don't take that one that's they get tape on it and all that's broke <laughs> and Jester's like no I'm, I want the hardcore one he was, no no don't take that <laughs> but I'll tell you the bit that my favourite ever Christmas speaking of Christmas Christmas is coming around the corner my favourite ever Christmas and Christmas present was the morning, Christmas morning, that I got my first ever replica belt, the undisputed heavyweight title. My ma had tamed me into A1 Comics or, or the Scots, Scotsman models. Scotsman models. models aye. And it started December and I says, Mum, let me show you this belt. She's going, not, I'm not paying £200 for a belt. I'm not paying £200. Went and I tried it on, man, and it felt oh, just superb, Rab. I'm going, Beautiful. I want this so much. And my ma was going, there's no way I'm spending £200 on that. Little did I know. Textbook pattern, man. Little, aye, little did I know my mom's fucking behind my back, getting a wee eggy to the guy going, put it by, put it by. Put it by from. Fucking love that, man. Great stuff, man. Um, Dave Murray says about the new belt that it's a heap of cunt. He says, <laughs> no. I mean, that's what that's all you say, just five words. A heap of cunt. Um, and, you know, <laughs> it's just disgusting. To talk, to talk like that Sheridan Townsley is wanting to talk about meeting wrestlers in weird places uh, and Sheridan Townsley is actually a relative of mine not necessarily a wrestler but I showed Rab Florence a magic trick at her uncle's birthday party to which he exclaimed fuck off pal that's scary <laughs> and I did do that because he's a very very good magician yeah there, there needs to be more wrestlers with a magician with a magic gimmick right they'll come out and go Phew. why don't you tell uh are we, are we allowed to talk about who your niece is? Me, young. It's my niece. <laughs> <laughs> Isla Dawn is my niece. Isla Dawn for NXT UK. But we'll be we'll be we'll be talking about that later. We'll get her on as a guest. That's meant one of how you, you, your family is. What's for the McMahons? My family's fucking. I've got the weirdest family in the world, man. But that is mad, isn't it? That is mad. That is mad. Um, and so uh, Ian Riley has been listening to too much wrestling daft. He dreamt that the fiend, he dreamt this, that the fiend was taking on Funaki in a big red light eye shit match. No, he's just made all that up, right? That's just a sentence this guy's made up. But I would like to think that Ian Riley did have that dream. He woke up with his wife and uh, his wife in the morning, his wife was like, I had a dream about her wains last night and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I had a dream about the fiend fighting Funaki. No, fuck's, you're a grown man. 
An ice shit Fucking match. grown man, an ice shit match. <laughs> hey, Gredo would have done well on that today. And now remember, you can all get in touch with us by hitting us up on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and of course, just Wrestling Daft Aye. on Facebook. <laughs> Right, every week we want you to bury or put over something that's happened in the week of wrestling. So here's what you guys on the intranet have been saying. King Cairns is burying the WWE moving takeover to Sunday. Fuck that, man. I've got work and kids to get ready for school on a Monday. Saturday pay-per-views are the best. So, hold on. Hold on. I don't understand. Have, have they announced this? Aye. Just breaking. They're going to move them to Sundays. Yeah. So they're not going to be on before the major... So that so basically so does that mean that takeover is going to be on like say no mercies one week and then the next week there's going to be a takeover rather be. than before a show? And but do you think it's maybe no? Do you think they've maybe made the decision because you ended up with that situation where you had that takeover and you had wrestlers working that night in a big like in a war games match for example, night, and then the next night they're having to fucking what Survivor Series as well? I don't know because do you wrestlers think they really that, though, take, they? They don't, they, I don't think they bother about that because nah. you've got to think. You know, before they get to TVs on Monday, they've already done fucking Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. True. So I think it's just another another example of them treating NXT as like the third brand rather than... The yeah, again, it is in weekend. It's well, in spotlight. If Who did King Cairns want to put over? Oh, he put over Big Batista's trying to get his end away with Dana Brooke, lol. Have you seen any of this, Gredo? Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think they're just kidding on. I think it's just so a bit was, of fun. Was, was but has it ever just a... What? Was he on the teller this no, week? No, this is just on Twitter. Batista's right. like, hey, I'm, you know, I've noticed you've been doing squats and that, and she's been like, ah, I've been, ah, I fancy a wee workout, do you? and a wee bit of flirting. And Dana Brooke goes out with the Portuguese guy, does he know? I think Dana Brooke's single. Right. As is Batista. So, Ooh. but, you know, so even if it is, they're just having a wee joke about, they're just doing a wee, you know, doing a wee bit of business on Twitter. It's never just a wee bit of messing about, is it? When, A, when, as a man and a woman, and B, when it's big fucking Batista. Big Batista. Because he's got oh. a rep, isn't he? Longest in the shower. Aye. Big American number. Lena Brooke could be a very, very lucky woman. Let me tell you that. Uh, Barry, <laughs> Barry the Cabby. Barry the Cabby. Who, he wants to bury Matt Riddle. The guy has 20 moves in his bag with the word bro in their name. No cunt is that cool. He wrestles in his bare feet as well, Gredo. How do you feel about wrestling your bare feet? I'd never do it, man. And I noticed he'd done a run-in on the Smackdown and his flip-flops. He's got flip-flops on me. Um... He's got like, he's got like bum bag, uh, Sonos, if you know what I mean. Aye, aye, aye. So like, he keeps all his change and his chuggy and all that, and he's fucking flip flops. Mm -hmm. And I noticed when he went down today, they're running, they went flying within fucking ten seconds. So aye. that must be serious fuck. I know. Do you know what I mean? Wrestling aye. your fucking days. Have you, have you tried wrestling your bare feet? Have you ever, 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 ever gave, that, gave it a go? No, man. No, no. I, I, I can't even get fucking monster bonus with you, because it's I, I'd fuck your knees. We've got a uh, Mark Dallas on the show. ICW today I'm going to suggest to, to Dallas that ICW do a full show where everybody wrestles in their bare feet <laughs> no I mean it would be probably called? shoes off it would be called shoes off <laughs> shoes off ICW shoes, shoes off, off. <laughs> and even uh, even the fans should be taking their shoes off as well how funny would it be because then you could do like you could do like a, a hardcore match where like somebody's breaking glass on it and there's tax on it you could do like a proper die hard on it that's a fucking idea that's a fucking shoes off ICW right shoes Dallas off. shoes off that'd be brilliant man excellent I think you all the disgusting feet you'd see man I know, man. Good one for the foot fetishists, though. Out there, they'd, they'd be, they'd be, be up. Right. right, you could sell, you could sell VIP fucking ringside toe side seats. <laughs> toe side seats. <laughs> toenails versus toenails, huh? 
Verruca versus Verruca. Verruca versus Verruca. Right, sorry, right, you you go. Fuck you're... me, man. Oh, but Barry yeah, the Cabby, by the way, wants to put over NXT War Games, by far the best wrestling this week. Um, War Games was cracking, man. The, the only thing I seen out of that was the return of Kevin Owens. I thought it was pretty cool when he came out with his KO shot. Oh, aye. How the fuck, how fit is he, man? He's got a bigger belly than me. It, it, he, he astonishes me, this guy, because... He look, I'm always he doesn't look like a wrestler because when he's in the ring, he absolutely looks like a wrestler. But you imagine you could see him like in a comic shop or something, Aye. and you'd see him and you'd, you would you wouldn't think the guy's a wrestler because he, like he also driver. he also is friendly looking. Mm-hmm. I think he's like a friendly looking big guy as well. I think he's, he looks like he's a good guy. He has Aye. that vibe about him. But yeah, he still he can he can be a fucking brilliant heel. He can he's just everybody likes him. Everybody he's an inspiration to me, mate. Captain Wow wants to put over Keith Lee. I seen him pouncing. Uh, Adam Cole into the crowd. Did you see that? Absolutely amazing, aye. Beautiful. He's, he's, that's another one again. Big Belly Man can fucking rock it. He was brilliant at Survivor Series, by was the it? way. Aye. But here, this leads me on to can I in, yeah. intervene here with who I want to put over? Mm-hmm. Here's who I want to put over this week. I want to put over Roman Reigns. Right? Now, here's why I want to put over Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is unbelievably underrated, right? No doubt. In no a doubt wrestling kid. ring. Um, and everybody was like raving about uh, Keith Lee in that Survivor Series match, right? Rightfully so, right? Rightly so because he, he was great in it. He was great in it, and he really shone in it, right? Shone, but aye, yeah, shone. That's just the right word, mate. That's yeah. the right. Aye, what do you want me to say? Shined. He really shone. He shone. Sound right, mate. He really shone. Listen, that's what I'm bringing to a show. I'm bringing a thesaurus level vocabulary. Voc- <laughs> I like it, mate. Uh, but Keith Lee, everybody was raving about him. The way Roman Reigns sold for this guy, the way Roman Reigns worked with this guy, the way Roman Reigns, and that whole match, and that whole Survivor Series match told us that he was telling multiple stories, stories with Corbin, stories with Rollins, stories with Keith Lee. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. And I, I just think Roman Reigns is one, of, I think sometimes when a wrestler gets so good and so polished, the work they do is almost invisible. People don't fucking notice like the work they do. Like Aye, exactly like see, I was saying that earlier to John. Yeah. It's like seeing you get that good, it's almost like, oh, they're not doing anything. They're just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like everybody else starts to shine and all that, you know yeah. what I mean? But anyway, yes, that's what I'm putting on. No, over. no, no, that, that, that's cool. Um, I'm also just putting in here that even though I've never seen so much wrestling this week, I did manage time to watch the, the Sting and Seth Rollins documentary where Sting fucking... Um, the, the neck injury at uh, Night of Champions a couple of years ago. That was, mate, you want to watch that, man. Sting is a, such a gentleman. Such a gentleman. Good old Stinger. Uh, I love the Stinger splash. Woo! Aye, and I love how it looks, and I love the name of it. Have you, have you met Sting? No, but I chased him around about a hotel. <laughs> uh, did you know, did, he, did you know manage to get him to go into a toilet so you could corner him? That's no. what I was trying to do. That's what I was trying to do, but I couldn't get him. Although I did see him. Did you go to this show? December the 6th, 2002. It was the first day, time I ever met one of my good, good mates, Jeremy Borash. The WWE Retribution show at the SECC. No. Such, mate, such a random pay-per-view. It was The main event was Sting versus Lex Luger for the WWE title. It was Perry Saturn's first ever independent date. He got sacked for WWE. Came in, I touched his shoulder. Because he, he came out for the crowd and walked by, I managed to touch his shooter. Uh, mate, it was so right. There was Jarrett versus Nathan Jones. Mate, this was a pay-per-view in Scotland that was shown worldwide. How weird. Folk, if, troops, there must be some folk out there listening to the show that was at that show. I want somebody to tweet in and tell us about that show. Such a random show that gets totally... And also, 
in one of the during one of the matches it turns to the crowd and red lightning's in the crowd with a fucking Partick Thistle tap on. No aye, way. Aye. It's on YouTube, man. It's on YouTube. Right. If anybody was at that, get in touch. There must be people out there that, have, that saw that historic, never to be forgotten <laughs> <laughs> event. Uh, and uh, Captain Well wants to bury Walter getting pinned first in the men's elimination match because it shows just how little WWE thinks of NXT UK. Ah, big Walter, man. That's a lot of nonsense, man. How little WWE... He, he was on the show. He was on the show. Exactly. Look, it's not going to affect a guy getting beat. Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? No. It's just, it happens. It's not going to affect him. And he looked going. good. And he was in with a whole load of great people. Um, and there was... How little WWE thinks at NXT UK. That's nonsense. Well, that's bollocks because, I mean, there's Kayleigh Ray was on. She, mo- she was over there as well. Aye. So oh, Yeah, I need, I need to... That whole women's war games match was amazing. I need to put put that over as well. If, listen, Rhea Ripley is just an absolute superstar, man. Aye, she's... An absolute... What a look she's got as well. There's so many, many good women wrestlers in, in WWE right now. There is. And... and Often they're the most exciting. It's like it feels like they're the most exciting people on the card as well. Mm. You know what I mean? You think how far it's came? I mean, remember when I when I was a teenager watching fucking wrestling? It was you know brand panties matches, evening gown matches, not evening gown, all that. Yep. It's just come on to a game, Rob. Unbelievable, unbelievable. JS Todd wants to put over the probably not true theory that the fiends' gloves turn wrestlers hurt, turning you heel for Bala, Seth, because Seth Rollins turned heel. You know that? Uh, I know that. I. And Seth Rollins turned heel. Turn aye. Did he? Aye, on Raw. Because this week? after Survivor Series, really? aye, after Survivor Series, he came out and he ripped into the whole Raw roster and says, You fucking embarrassed us. Ah. You let everybody down. Rey Mysterio, you and your stupid son couldn't he, could he help. Could he, couldn't he get the job done against Brock Lesnar? Aye. Randy Orton, you were shite. He had to go to everybody. I saw, I saw, I saw a funny tweet Wolfgang tweeted um, because WWE had put out a tweet a Rey Mysterio getting ready f- in the ring waiting for Brock Lesnar. And, uh, what was it? Hankley tweeted something like, Rey Mysterio is no messing about the night, no funny business tonight. He's taking a series against Brock Lesnar. Hank Wolfgang Coat tweeted it saying, Well, I is, he's dressed like fucking. <laughs> he's dressed like fucking Joker. Aye. You know what I mean? Biggest match, and he comes out fucking dressed up. You know, see, he's got, he, had, he had a Louis Vuitton mask on, on, on Raw last aye, week. Aye, A fucking Louis Vuitton aye. mask. I was, his masks have been beautiful, by the way. Some of his masks have been beautiful. I don't know what he was thinking. He's, do you know what? I remember, because I, I, I done a tour with him, and everything he had was Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton fucking suitcases, Louis Vuitton. Arles at me, hey, any hand-me-downs? You can give me, man. Any hand-me-downs? <laughs> I was being serious, man. Would you fit? What? Would you fit in That was a case. <laughs> Would you fit? <laughs> right. So, um, <laughs> uh, J.S. Todd wants to bury Graves. Oh, listen, I want to talk a wee bit about this, eh, I, sorry. Eh, he's a wank No, no, I want, I want to talk a wee bit sorry. about The Fiend. Right. Eh, turning people, the the heel, right, so his gloves say hurt and heel on them, right? One says hurt and one says heel. So the theory is, when he does the mandible claw with a hurt glove, he turns your heel. And if he does the mandible claw with the heel one, he turns your face. Is that the deal? Well, this is a, the- this is, this is a theory that's out there, right? That's pretty cool. Is it no? No? Is it? Is it? I don't know. But if it's true, I suppose it's it's pretty cool. <sighs> but I don't believe it's true, mate. I don't I don't believe it's true. I'm very conflicted about the fiend, mate. Because I was watching the fiend and Daniel Bryan wrestling, right? Um, and it, this was the first time my daughter had seen Daniel had seen uh, the, the fiend actually wrestle, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and my, my wee lassie was always scared of Bray Wyatt. She was always like, I don't like Bray Wyatt. That's cool, but isn't it? I don't like all the lights going out and all that mm-hmm. eye kind of stuff. So she was like, she was also like, oh, but the fiend coming out. This is cool. What's, what's, what's he carrying? Well, that's his old heed. He's carrying. That's that's the heat. That's that, his old heat, and he's got light shining out. And I was like, oh, cool stuff. Nothing comes down. And even she was like, oh, they've not turned that red light off. Oh, really? Aye. She's picking up on that? Aye, and I was like, hey, that's... They're, hey, they're not going to turn that red light Aye. off. I'm going to keep that fucking red light on for the next 20 minutes. Margaret! Aye. <laughs> you get that? I'm going to keep that red light on for the next fucking 20 minutes. But, but you can't see. My point is here... I don't believe that theory about the gloves because you can't fucking see his gloves. You can't see anything written on his gloves because you can't fucking see anything when the Fiend's wrestling. You can't see. On the match the other night, the commentator was like, is he laughing? I think he, oh my God, I think he's laughing. And I was like, well, you can't fucking tell. All I can see, my theory is that the Fiend wants the fucking red light bulb on because he doesn't want anybody to see that he's fucking blown up and blown out his arse in that fucking <laughs> ring. That's my that's my fucking theory. He's hey, doing there on his knees. He's like, is he laughing? He's down his knees. Is he laughing? He's like, no, he's fucking blown oh, out his fucking arse. <laughs> there, the fiend. You know what I mean? That's what it is. There's another big guy, man, that I just think that I, I love seeing big kind of chubby wrestlers that can go. LB wants to put over uh, Dakota Kai for a heel turn that we all knew was going to happen but remained effective. Brilliant. It was in that War Games women's match. You should check that out, by the way. I'm going to, I swear to God, this week, Monday is my day off, my first ever day off in a week of weeks. I'm going to be powering through a lot of wrestling. So I want you to tell me what to watch, Rob, right? Tell me what's, what's the best things to watch. Right, well... Watch. Sorry, Monday, I'm getting tore right in. That's it, 100%. I'm back now. Because do you know what? I have to admit to you, this see how all the stuff he's telling me, but it looks heavy exciting. And let's just, Wrestling looks good, don't And let's just put out an amazing weekend for the WWE where they showed how strong their roster really was. I mean, they really fucking... Well, that was like, fucking 3,000 folk in the roster. Know, they pulled out the big guns and took a shot right mm-hmm. at all their opponents, I think, this week. You know what I mean? They were like, look how good we are. You just made the list! It's time for the list of wrestling daft and it's Intercontinental Champions this week. This week, everybody's been talking about the Intercontinental Championship because of that mad belt. So we want to speak about your favourite Intercontinental Champions here first of all to get started Grado is my top three It's the Honky Tonk Man Honky Tonk Man scoop He's in the ropes Wait a minute Did the dragon pin the Honky Tonk Man? I don't know How did the Honky Tonk Man pin the dragon? Ladies and gentlemen the winner of this contest I can't believe it Honky Tonk won Unbelievable And you said he wasn't a contender He's the new Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. I got a long set of burns and my hair is like back and coming to your town and a mean Cadillac is just a... Brilliant. I'm going to take a bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm impressing. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> he, uh, the reason why, right, is because I think there's, there's you had a, a guy there who carried a belt for a long time who everybody fucking hated, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody hated. And then that beautiful thing where you use it for a moment where he goes in and he took a bump, he fucking laid down <laughs> for the Ultimate Warrior uh, and made a historic wrestling moment. But it takes two to tango in a situation like Correct. that. You know, everybody always remembers uh, that it was, you know, that Warrior did that, ran in, smashed Honky Tonk Man, an amazing wrestling moment, right? But Honky Tonk Man had to carry that belt for a long time and getting everybody to fucking loathe him, you know what I mean, for that to happen. And I just think that's a, a great historic one, so that's my number three. Well done. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> For me, is the quintessential intercontinental champion, Mr. Perfect. Perfect again. Wait a minute. No. Two. He's got to hold oh, no. He beat him with the wrestling move. Not breaking the rule once, McMahon. Not 
like Chico. The winner of this match, and I can't believe this. Now, when I visualise the Intercontinental Champion, the first guy pops into my head is Mr. Perfect. I would say the same. He looked beautiful in that belt. The belt fit him like a glove. He was technically amazing. And also, he, he carried the belt. And for me, the Intercontinental Champion at that time represented like, he's your world champ, right? But the Intercontinental Champ is the fucking... Aye. The wrestler, the cool good fucking wrestler. Aye. You know what I mean? He's the guy who can fucking go in the, in the ring. He's the, he's the best wrestler. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And uh, Mr. Perfect just summed that up for me, man. Aye. I agree with what you say. Like, with Intercontinental Belt, I remember when I was young at the time, it was like your Benoit's, Guerrero's, Jericho. It was merely kind of worker belt, wasn't it? The guy Aye. that could go, go full pelt. Um, 100% and I, I say everybody out there listening just now have a wee google for Mr Perfect take a look at him wearing that intercontinental title belt and that is a picture of an intercontinental champ and my number one might surprise people this is The Miz what? Scott Crossing finale Miz hooks the leg Miz is a five time intercontinental champion what an incredible night for The Miz the A-lister has the title I'm sick of all of you going, me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here, day in and day out, in that ring, beating people up. I think a lot of people forget that the Intercontinental title was in the fucking bin. It was in the bin for a long time. And the Miz took that belt, wore it, wore it for fucking ages, elevated the fucking belt right up. Elevated himself right up at the same time and had an amazing run as an Intercontinental Champion, an amazing run as an Intercontinental Champion. And the thing it has to be, and this is the reason why I chose the Miz as my number one, is because the thing it has to be remembered about belts is the wrestler has to elevate that fucking title. The, the wrestler has a duty to the belt, to the gold that he wears, to make it matter. You know what I mean? And a lot of people forget that. A lot of people just, you know, they get, well, I'm ca- for the next few months I'm carrying this belt, spilling it on my shoulder, fucking whatever, you know what I mean? He Walk about it, dragging it about, flinging it about, you know what I mean? He made it mean something. He made it fucking mean something. And if you don't make the, the belts mean something, nothing means anything. Aye. You're right. It's like you, mate. When you won that fucking title at ICW, mate, it mattered. The only thing is, the Miz, I mean, my first ever WrestleMania, fucking booked up to go, man. And that's what I get as a fucking main event. John Cena versus the Miz. Devastate it. But that, but listen though, the Miz has improved so much over the years. Ah, he's a, he's a, he's good, a brilliant heel, man. He's a good wrestler. And a proper heel. Um, so there we go. But here's what everybody else had to say. Lyndon Sims says, Mr. Perfect. No question. Hands down. Shout out to everybody else that said him, by the way. Paul Harvey, Johnny Organ, Michael, Extremely Online, Craig Ferguson, all loved Mr. Perfect. But Billy Gaddy agrees with me. Credo, the Miz has to be up there for me as he actually made the belt mean something again for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Right? A rescue, never, job, uh, a, a rescue job, a rescue job, mate. As I say, it's a time in wrestling I've really watched when, when the Miz was a champ. Uh, Sean Mullen says, Jericho through the Attitude Era. So many class feuds with uh, <coughs> Chris Benoit, uh, Real King Real, and China. Hey, China. People forget about China, oh. didn't they? Is that a continental champion? Uh, I and you know what? Her match with Jericho was actually pretty good. At the time, folk were going fucking, you know, what's Jericho Dane wrestling a woman? But they actually made it actually watchable. Aye. It was good. China, may she rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Uh, Craig R. Bledge, Owen Hart. 
Mr. Perfect the close second. So you're seeing a lot, there's a lot of good wrestlers coming out here. You know what I mean? Uh, Jardo surprised myself in seeing The Miz. His character needs a belt to add that extra level of smugness. I don't know if that's true. I don't think his character necessarily needs a belt, but he makes a great heel when he's watching his title defences. Uh, Anthony Clark and Matt Race's British Bulldog winning the title at Wembley at SummerSlam 92 was pretty cool. That was a great match. British Bulldog, eh? Here's a guy we don't talk about much, is no. he? Bulldog, and you know what? One of the, 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 the best, one of my best achievements was tagging with his son. And I wanted to be called the British, the new the new British Bulldogs. I had my <laughs> Union Jack Leotard, he had his Union Jack here. I bet you did, I bet, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you did. <laughs> Bet you get one made fucking 10 years ago and you've been keeping it in your cupboard just for the right moment. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I wore it at the wrong moment, man. I wore it in, <laughs> in, in, in a place that was a right hibs place. A right hibs place. And I remember coming out and, and it was the first time I remember being actually booed in a family show. You wore it in the hoops barbed in the Gallagher. I've not worn that in a long time. Alan Marshall says, Bret Hart, always a great performer. His match with Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam 91 was one of the best ever. Great match. This is the fucking golden age. Goshy. <laughs> Honky Tonk Man, what a mad cunt he was. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's the kind of wrestling part I love. Um, and we've got some, uh, you know, obviously people with Mark Joss mentions Eddie Guerrero and stuff like that. People trying to get their favourite wrestlers in here, you know, to try to get them in the mix. Andy Clark says, surely the answer is Funaki, regardless of whether or not he actually won it. <laughs> he did not. He did not. <laughs> he did not. Funaki was clearly just um, out there to enhance. Tom Olivia says Santino Morella. He won that in Italy, didn't he? Aye, that true. was his debut That was a good one That was good um, Santino But the Intercontinental title it's, We mustn't forget Pat Patterson Oh yes Did we see the first I think the so aye, no, I think the first And for a long for a period I think was the longest So there you go A lot of great uh, replies there Thanks so much for getting in touch Keep keep it coming man We love reading your comments that's what, it's, that's what it's all about for us Because that's what wrestling is It's a big it's one big conversation Inside the ring And out isn't it Come on this show, get yourself over. And we, need to, we need to pick a listener of the week. My listener of the week this week has got to be, without question, Dave Murray for saying that the Intercontinental belt is just a heap of cunt. So Dave Murray, you've won this week. Congratulations, you're the champion. Yeah, I wouldn't award that kind of language personally right, in the run-up to Christmas. But it's not very fucking festive, is it? I don't care. This is, but this is, if this is what we're going to disagree about, then I don't mind. Right. Who, who you got to pick? I, who think you baby, I think the baby Jesus would care. <laughs> so, right. No, fair enough. Get to him. Put the strap on that. Filth. <laughs> it's now time for your chance to win beer in our Beer 52 match of the week. Last week, our match, as chosen by the big man Rab, it was Arn Anderson versus Lord Stephen Regal from WCW back in September of 1993. Pete Breen was correct in saying that the finish was a time limit draw, so he picks up a crate of beer this week. Everybody's favourite finish. Correct. But now we have more chances for you to win, win beer. We pick a classic wrestling match for you to watch, and all you have to do is answer the question on it. Everybody who gets the right answer will get into a draw to win the beer. You can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on Wrestling Daft Facebook page or replying to the tweet on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Winners must be over 18 in Stein UK. The match that I'm picking this week is a CZW match for 2002 oh. and it stars two British wrestlers this match was taken all over the world but there's so many independent wrestlers that say that they watched this match and it inspired them to go on with a career and uh, you know Ricochet had said it plenty of other people watched this match and it's Jody Fleisch versus Johnny Storm at best of the best too this match was incredible I've seen it in Kilmarnock I've seen it down south guys no even just guys 
Guys, girls, everybody, watch this match. CZW, best of the best two, Johnny versus Jody. There's so much stuff in it for its time. It was honestly, what do you, what's that phrase you say? It was beyond, before its time. It was before its ahead time. Ahead of its time. Ahead it's, I, was it ahead of its time or before its time? The quintessential. It was quintessential before the head of its time, right? What I'm asking you is, which arena was that match in? Where did that match take place? CZW, best of the best two. And you can get free beer for Beer52 as well. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash wrestling and we can sort out beers for you. Just cover the four ninety five for the postage and as you're a wrestling daft listener, we'll give you two extra free beers on your first box. So that's a total of ten free beers. Your first box will be sent to you next day and will contain beer for all over Korea. It's a monthly subscription service for beers, so just go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling to get your first case of ten beers for fuck all! Joining us now, we got a fantastic guest. I'm sick. Grado Ori's fucking Americans American and Canadians and all that. But Scott, now it's time they turn to Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. And who a first Scottish guest has got to be? Oh, it couldn't have been anywhere else. It's got to be the man on the wrestling scene here in Scotland, the one and only Mr. ICW himself, Mark Dallas. Mark, how you doing, my man? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. Cheers for having us on. You have been a busy guy lately because obviously ICW is going strong and you're doing a stand-up tour as well at the same time. Aye, mate. Um, I've got my final night tonight in Kilmarnock. Um, it's been it's been entertaining. It's been it's been an experience. Nice to be. Do you see a lot of kind of faces you recognise as well? You get a lot of people for the like, wrestling fans that come, but you get like I was howling last night. So the first half. I was doing my set, and then the second half, I was filming uh, a live version of this podcast today called the Podcast Formula Known's Podcast. Is that the one with Roy? Uh, yes. yes. And, uh, I like Roy just because he's called Roy. You don't know many Roys, don't you? Know? No, you don't. Is this, he, the one, is this the podcast you, you, you haven't asked? Either me, nor, nor Grey. You've not been on it, and you know Grey. I've not been on it, mate. No, no. You, you, you make an excuse not to come on it, Grey, though. Well, what was the excuse <laughs> I used this morning? I'm late this morning. What was the excuse I used today for coming in late? Uh, your dad's dogs went into labour. <laughs> Some dad's even got a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude in the corridor, as soon as I walked in, came up to me and went, Grado's late again. <laughs> and I went, Of course he is. And I nah, just walked past him. I just don't think I'll ever learn, man. It's fine, it would be weird if you turned up one time. Mm. It'd be like, you would think you were going to shoot the place up, you'd pull a gun out and start shooting. <laughs> when he was running the pavilion show, he tried to chin me for being late to be on his show, <laughs> and I was like, you've got a fucking cheek, mate. <laughs> I, he's rolled in the door at my shows when the shows have been started, man. I am um, pretty bad, but I like that. Where am I on? Where am I on? You're on second, mate. Oh, no, can you not change it? No, mate, the show started. <laughs> Get your gear on. <laughs> Can I date my joggies? I actually said that to you. I, I've, I've done that before. Remember I wrestled in Sheffield, I forgot my gear. No, you didn't. You pretended well, you forgot your gear because you couldn't be bored putting it on. Jenga, I'm stupid, mate. <laughs> you must take that button out of the back. We were on tour. How did you have it every other night, mate? Aye, how did that happen, actually? I remember the one time I know we, were, we, we had a tour uh, starting in London and I think I was flying dude. I can't remember the reason why I had something on so I couldn't travel with everybody else. And I got to the airport and went in my boot and fucking realised my suitcase was still in the house. <laughs> so I had absolutely nothing. So I had to get Adrian to go to my house to get my stuff, to bring it back, didn't it? To bring it to London the next day. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to have to wrestle my trackies again, man. But it was quite good wrestling in trackies. I, I like it when a wrestler comes I, out and he's wrestling in his trackies. I, I like feel it. like Tommy Dreamer or something, I, do you know I, what I mean? Just has that feel to it, doesn't it? And, right, Mark. Just yes. in case anybody out there listening, right? I'm going to imagine everybody knows the story, right? But give a kind of brief, a, just a brief version of the story of how ICW came about. Um, right, so there was no real wrestling scene here. The only things you really got here was BWF and all that, which Aye. was like the pure fake 
mm-hmm. like w, like it was like uh, there was a guy called Legend of Doom that was one guy um, instead of Legion of Doom. There was a fake uh, Devon Dudley. There was like there was a guy who I'm sure played the Undertaker and the fake Kane. And the fake Kane looked like Kane if he just got out of hospital. But <laughs> don't say anything to Kane, by the way. He'll just happy you hear me. Like his suit was hanging off him. So that was all you ever go up here. You never go to any actual like indie shows as you call them. Can I just say that one of the shows that I went went, went to tribute shows there was a guy as Mick Foley or Mankind and he had he had the mask and the hair and all that. Aye. And we, we got pictures with him at half time. And he was going, get your guns out, get your guns out, come on, get your guns out, get your guns out for the picture, get your guns out. They were fucking atrocious. The rock guy was called Rocksteady and had a actual, Rocksteady. a literal painted on eyebrow. They oh painted his eyebrow on. But they used to draw like, at Pavilion, they used to draw like yeah, a thousand yeah. people and stuff. Oh, aye. But it's because there was nothing here, right? So it was like a virgin territory. It was like an area that had never been tapped into with, with, with proper shows and stuff. Or at least for the 70s onward, it, it had nothing. And um, I was I went to train um, in Falkirk. There was a guy that was going around wrestling training, so that's where I met Big Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre. And um, we were training for a wee bit. Then some companies started up, and uh, Grado started training with So it was like BCW, SWA started up. That, uh, aye, and that's where, where Grado came to train, and he always tells the story that we'd get dropped half in the bus and I'd be like, me, I'm going to start this wrestling company. It's going to be like ECW and all right. that. I'm going to book New Jack and all this. I can remember it. So, but, so, but, so this is, so I'm trying to get the timeline right here. So at the time when, I was, when I was hanging about at SWA, like with Conscience and stuff like that, right? Run about that this time. This was the exact time. Was that run about that time exactly, you were? Exactly, man. Well, no, I'd say, I'd say this was two years earlier than because there was t- 2002 and I think Conscience and all that, I think they started up in 2003. And then, Conscience is Peter Murphy, by the way, who aye. was a guy that was running a SWA at aye. the time. But they did training at the time, though, because they 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 done a bit of training. Because Kenny Morrison, that and, was the one. SCW, uh, SCW, uh, they ran first because they ran, I think, in o, early O two, and I think was seen no many. That was Drew's first match, you know. He fought Conscience, Conscience. in the opening match of the first show. That's right. I remember aye. that because that was Drew's first match. Aye, Drew's first I was, match. I was Drew's first match, and I remember I done a report for WrestleZone UK. And uh, all I said, don't as you could hear the wrestlers talking to one now, right? I'm totally buried every country was on the show. And I got, and I got a message. I got a me- and I goes, uh, my mom wanted to delete half time because half the roster had bo. And uh, I remember fucking Drew messaged me now well saying, "Hi mate, did you hear me talking in the ring?" <laughs> I was like, "No mate, you're sound." I remember one night making a load. Of, I was making a load of entrance videos for one of the big show, one of SWA shows. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember like I think Drew got booked quite late on, um, and I remember Drew emailed me at something like it must have been like 11 o'clock at night the Aye. night before the show saying mate can you do me an entrance video I know I was like it's fucking nearly midnight <laughs> <laughs> the night before I remember that I'm but that, good times but see that, that I, I, I can remember that clear as day getting dropped half Graham McKay dropped his half at the city centre and Dallas was going no I'm going to start this company man it's going to be like ECW we're going to get New Jack involved I'm going to get out I'm going fair, fair play and you think what you're saying fair play but did you believe it or did you think it was, it was a lot of mm. shit at the time I thought, oh, it's got a freaking... Uh, it's got a bit of... Uh, to get New Jack in the country, mind you, but... Uh, Here, I have tried to book New Jack, you cannot get him in the country. No, no, no. no. You can't get Sandman in the country either. Really? Uh, you can't get Sandman uh, in, no. R- Ricky Morton can't get into the country. Try to get him recently to fight the kinky party, and he's See? like, I phoned him and I went, uh, can you, you want to come here and do a show for us, Rockwell Express? And I went, I was a bad kid. <laughs> I ain't got a passport. I was like, I'm even questioning that, man. I was just like, they bother me. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later, man. I'm getting half his phone in case his phone's tapped. Do you know what I mean? I was a bad kid. 
Oh, because that would have been great having the Rock and Roll Express at oh, ICW, wasn't it? I, I was thinking about brilliant. having Shad in the stereo uh, Canadian Destroyers, but Aye. it wasn't to be because he was a bad kid, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, whatever the fuck that means. Um, so, I it was, it was that was the uh, time period we'd done that, and then it was about 2006. October 15th, 2006, I decided to run my first show. Tracy Smothers, for some reason, mm. was on my first show. Um, ra- pure random. Uh, lovely guy, but I lost hundreds of money. show was an absolute farce. Where was it? Uh, Maryhill Community Central Hills. That was the first one. Uh, aye, aye. That's a great venue, man. It's a cracking right. venue. And, uh, but the, it was an absolute... How, ma- how many were in? I, I think I had 73 or something. Which was nice. not too bad. bad. Nice, man. But the second show had 40 mm, people because right. of how bad it was. And plus, it was the same night as the old firm. It was the same <laughs> night as some, some big. I'd absolutely. Big Brother Final or something like that. I made pure stuff like that, right? It's like, this show's no going to draw. It was even worse, man. It was like a worse show. And then I ran one more show that was actually better called Serious Assault. And there was about just under 100 people there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, this, this might work. But I ran out of money. Uh, it wasn't working at the time. So, and I decided to get Al at a party gaff with my, my pal Roy. And we just, I was like, oh, fuck it, it's the new man, I'm going to have fun. And then eventually, after a couple of months, I was like, oh man, this house is a shambles, man. I need to get out of here ASAP. <laughs> so that's when I went, you know what, I'll get it and I'll try. I'll try, try and run it again. And then that's when ICW came back. Is the ICW you know now. Aye, aye, aye. Um, and that's where we started like a, a faction called the Gold Label and stuff like that, which was Lionheart. Uh, James Scott, Darkside, uh, Red Lightning, and Wolfgang. Wolfgang, aye. And that was the first time anybody would ever done a thing where it was like all the big stars that you would spread at a show in Scotland. I was like, well, we'll put them on the wine group. Yeah, I was calling it a super group at the time. I was like, this is, this is going to be massive. And um, that's how they end up being called the Black Label years later because it's like gold label. Uh, I think it's like whiskey. Aye, 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 aye. Higher standards oh, Black Label. And that's how it's called the Black Label. When, what, when was the point where you thought this is happening? It was, was, was there any show or so this is when the gold label thing happened we were in the big hall in Maryhill and it was about 100 people and then we moved into the wee hall and we moved into the wee hall next door called the Reed Hall that's in the same building we started selling it out so we sold it out and then all of a sudden we had to bring more chairs in then the chairs went right up to the back wall we had to take out the tables it wasn't any masked off anyway it was kid fight trying to sell his masks to grown ups you know what I mean <laughs> was he doing that <laughs> even back then <laughs> mate my favourite ever thing about him was that he had the buzz on a five star show, he uh. show up and sell Rey Mysterio masks <laughs> on a show that Rey, Rey Mysterio, Mysterio was on. He's <laughs> <laughs> vaping, he's like, I don't care, mate. <laughs> I made about two grand that night. He loves these masks, doesn't he, man? He's a proper, he's a proper old school promoter, oh, he's got that old school oh, promoter mate, sensibility, he's, he's man. Just, he just knows how to do it, man. He's a money machine, man. He's just, uh, he does, there's something that like, he can just smell money. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking great, isn't it, Rey Mysterio, on the same is, show? I know. <laughs> didn't even give him a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even go there you go, Ray, mate, as I cut a ton. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. That's bro- that is brilliant, and, and so see how was... Was there always a hardcore element in ICW in the very... Always, early, always. It was, it was meant to be the... Uh, see, see, now you get shows where there's like bad language and you get shows that are run in uh, nightclubs and stuff like that, but see, at the time, that was never done. So right. it was like... It was like... They never had a bar in Maryhill. I just tell people... Bring a car out. Aye, there's a shop across the road, bring a cargo. And people are coming in with like bags full of cans and all this and just getting steaming. And it was this really weird thing and it started to get this like pick up steam. So everybody was talking about it, all the wrestling fans. Fair play, there wasn't a massive wrestling fan base in Scotland at the time that was coming to indie shows. But it just grew and grew and grew. And then I met this guy called Kevin Dean, who was a manager of Walkabout. But underneath Walkabout there was a club called Apollo 23. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you want to come and do Apollo 23? 
I was like, aye, aye, I'll try it. And that was where I went, oh, hold on, we're onto something because it was a nightclub. So mm-hmm. obviously at that point, I didn't have the money to have like a good sound system and good lights and that, but a nightclub's aye, aye, got, aye. It. got all that. Yeah. And then it's got a bar and then it's over 18s. And then I was like, <laughs> yep. this is the missing element. And it looked cool. Like like the, the sort of backdrop for the show was a, was a nightclub. And then we randomly, randomly, I got a TV deal. I just I emailed a bunch of channels and went, and one of them go, go back. I was working as a lifeguard and he phoned me and went, here, this is uh, Alessandro Alejandro or something like that. He said his name is. And I went, fuck off, mate. Hung the phone up, right? And then the guy phoned me back and went, no, I'm a TV executive for this channel called My Channel. And he's went, do you want a TV show? And I didn't even have proper cameras. I went to cash generator buying cameras. Not This was the, the first ones we sent the guy. He went, these aren't good enough to go and tell you the Wait, hold on, so because I remember like the, one of the earliest times I'd, obviously I'd heard about ICW, but then there was a you did Monday Night Bra. It was called uh, right. It was that. So so when when is that in the timeline? Then? That is that is right before this. So what happened was there was Monday Night Bra, uh, and that was so we started a YouTube page a couple of months after YouTube started, and I knew YouTube was going big. So right. I was like, right, we'll make our own show and put it online. And that's how we started getting a buzz because it wasn't like, oh, we're doing a show here, we're doing a show there, and you can't afford it unless you go to the show. You can aye, actually, aye, aye. it was like keep a, up. A, a episodic television that we were doing. And um, we started doing all these wee characters and stuff. And then no long after that, that's where Grado came in and all. Um, so it was like Monday Night Bra, and then that moved on to uh, ICW on my channel. We got thrown off my channel. Aye, tell the story about that. We, we got thrown off my channel because they said, I should known something up there, like, <laughs> you can get away with anything. As long as there's no nudity and you don't say the word cunt. And I'm like, this isn't a TV executive. I was expecting like a big booklet, paragraph <laughs> six, section five, you can't do this and that. That's all he said to me. And I was like, oh, you're going to regret saying that to me, man, because I'm going to push this boat as far as I can, man. Aye. See see how far we can go with this before you go stop what you're doing Aye. immediately, right? And um, <clears throat> it was one of the shows where Mikey Whiplash threw, uh, who, was, who was dressed as a nun, I remember, threw... Uh, BT Gun off the balcony. BT Gun was bleeding profusely, and the crowd in unison over and over were chanting "cunt." <laughs> no, this this was the the show was made air one time in a week, and then it was made five repeats late at night. Aye. Right, so we were on at one in the morning. Then we got it done really well. We got moved to nine o'clock at night. Then we became the highest rated show on the channel. It was like 30, 40 thousand people watching it. Um, and what happened was. The repeats were meant to go on, obviously, after the watershed. Aye. But one of the repeats went on at five in the morning, right? And the show was an hour long, so the watershed ends at half five in the morning. So some Wayne's got up to eat his Cocoa Pops so, or something. So it's their mistake. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. It's their mistake. Aye, I ended up that newspapers like cleared, cleared their name and all that sort of stuff because we were the ones getting the shit half off com. They aye. threw us completely under the bus, my channel. Um, and then the, the newspapers all checked and they were like, no, it's, uh, it's it's them that are at fault. But it worked well for you, didn't it? I mean, it, it, was, it just goes mere notoriety. It was like the Jerry Springer, like, exactly. too, too wild for TV exactly. kind of thing, wasn't it? And that's when we went back to being on YouTube. And we went back to YouTube with a thing called Worldwide. And we also done that and done some, like, eye pay per view stuff. Aye. And people forgetting all at seen Indies, we're the first company as well to have an on-demand service outside of WWE. Aye. And that was, I went, hey, 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 my business partner, mate, we, we can... Uh, make all this money with no overheads because we don't need to print DVDs. He went, oh, but the DVD market's one of many things. I went, mate, we print a hundred fucking DVDs. I was like, come on, let's just go for it. And um, I remember sitting and just looking through Ori's website and going, there must be somewhere that you can host your files. Mm-hmm. And I went, and then we just upload the show and put it on. And then, lo and behold, it worked. And then that's became one of our biggest incomes as a company is 
on demand. And then, but I, it was, it's just, it was, a ch- it was a chain reaction of things, but the, the nightclub bit would be the bit I would say was the, the first, oh my God, this is going to work. And then when we realised like the TV stuff and all that. And aye. Aye. And then we, BBC documentaries was just uh, Insane Fight Club 1 and 2. The first one especially, that's when Gradlemania happened. And, but also, also see the difference in the, the, the British wrestler as well. Remember that that was a, nice. a big thing in terms of. Uh, Somebody showed me a photo the other week. Uh, it was it was uh, I'm not going to say who, but they were walking into the performance centre in America, and on the screen in the lobby was the British wrestler. I I've heard before that people of the performance centre have been shown clips of that. Aye, the, the can, you, you can still see the British wrestler online, can you? I still see it on the Vice website still, or it's on YouTube. And that was, oh man, at the time, because I remember him asking me, look, these folk for Vice want to follow you about. And there was, was there any wrestlers that didn't want to do it? A lot of wrestlers Aye. didn't want to do it. And a I'm, lot of wrestlers why? didn't want to do the first documentary, though. Did they, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. The scheme, I think the, the BBC one, they were scared that they were going to make us look like fannies because, daft. because it was no long after the scheme had been shown. It, it was uncharted territory at the time. Aye. And Aye. a lot of the boys, I think, were very sceptical of opening the curtain and showing people behind the scenes yep. and they thought I, they thought we were going to look like arses. me and him thought we were going to look like arses right up to like right after these standards when the BBC logo came up they went now time to go to the world of insane champ he's thought me went mate I'm heavy shite myself he's like what if they make us look like pure fannies and I'm like I know mate I know what, what we got to do here um, and then luckily it heard me like no we look alright thank god man oh, fucking it's a great <laughs> magic a lo- and then that's when Twitter just you couldn't even like keep up Refreshing it with the the it was the only show ever in Scottish TV that has been seven of the top ten trends on Twitter when it was on telly, and I was like, that's that's mental. It meant the whole country was talking about this TV show, mm-hmm. yeah, and it aired uh, nationwide. So it was like the second one aired on BBC Three, aired eventually repeats on different ones in uh, BBC One Scotland, but the first one was. National, aye, 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 aye. It was, remember it was only meant to be BBC Scotland, and, and like, like it. a week before they went, no, it's gone network. Yeah, they we're going to show yep. it over the full UK, and that meant because no long after that we we done a tour, didn't we? Aye. UK because everybody wanted to see it, man, because yep. you'd seen this documentary, so we could go to places like Newcastle. We called the tour. But also, it was just brilliant that you you already had the infrastructure there to just do that oh, as well, aye. because a lot, you know, what I mean, it was like, I mean, you had done all the work, you know, what I mean, you had done all the work. A lot of people would have had that kind of breakthrough moment and wouldn't have been ready to fucking roll out the way oh, he's rolled out you know what I mean and we've got even more stuff now like we've just got like we could go anywhere and set up a, an ICW show we could go in an empty room and we've got all the lights the cameras or the set and aye. we could just go in anywhere and set it up and you would think it was like any other show that we've done it would look the exact same um, but I remember that tour was called uh, That Mad Hang Half the Telly Tour <laughs> <laughs> right so tell us about the situation the new because I'm not totally clear on what the relationship is with ICW and WWE and I'm not sure how much you're able to talk about I'm, what the I'm relationship to, actually is a wee bit of it, it's like a working relationship we've got to know a lot of people, what, what does that mean? it's so weird it's, I'm trying to think of the best way to word it it's just a sort of thing where we kind of keep in contact with each other um, and they like if they're needing talent or whatever they know that we're a great, great place to cultivate talent Mm-hmm. To eventually go to WWE or NXT UK and stuff like that, and that's what it is right now. So people have asked about, are we gone on the network stuff like that? At this point in time, we are not on the network. Mm-hmm. Will that change? I don't know. It might change in the future. It has been discussed, but that's it. that's it. There's no like people think it's a dead cert that we're going to go Aye. onto the network. Um, 
but they've been talking about this for ages with different companies like Evolve and all these rumours. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's no there yet, but we do. I mean, I meet up with them once or twice a year or something. Uh-huh. We t- t- uh, talk to them on the phone every now and again, and we just stay in touch and try to help each other out a wee bit. Like Jeff Jarrett couldn't do the show in uh, Shug's House Party in July. Right. So I contacted them and they were like, well, we'll send you someday for NXT. Tell us, he's a list of who, you, who you'd want and we'll tell you who's That's available. Good, it? Stuff like that. So it's like uh, wee things like that. Like if we need a horn. We'll so you found them pretty reasonable to deal with and stuff like that? They've been sound. Because what was the deal? Remember uh, Fergal, Finn Balor? Mm-hmm. What was the reason for him coming? That was, was, it Foley? Foley, was it Survivor Series aye, or something like that? Foley was in the year before. We'd booked Foley for the year after. But in the meantime, Foley became the GM of Raw, I'm sure it was. Aye. So Regal phoned me and went, uh, look, he's, he's going to be there, but he can send you a video. And um, I think Triple H had suggested that Regal come here mm-hmm. in, in his place. Aye. But Fergal was injured at the time. That's right. So he went, how about they just take Fergal? He went, Fergal's worked there before and stuff. And I think he was coming back here for a holiday anyway. He was going to see his dad or in, yep. in Ireland. So it was... Easy peasy, they're just like I on you that year, man. Was, was, was it Ricochet, Kurt Angle, Dudley Boys, <laughs> mate? What was I playing it, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was flying way too high there, man. With that one, I was like, my wage bill was sky high, man. But uh, it worked. Was I playing it? <laughs> <laughs> when I looked back to it the other night, I was just going, my god, man. I was like, look at that roster that, I, that night. It was, was like, it, it was a wee music video that you put up because it was like. I think it was like maybe like three years since it happened. And I remember looking and going, that fucking kid was stacked, man. Aye. It was. Because the Dudleys <laughs> had left Raw, and within 24 hours, I had I had got them signed to come to your show. <laughs> so I I'm playing phone tag with different people, mate, can you get me the Dudleys number? Can you get me the Dudleys number? And then like, I, I go it, and within 24 hours of them being half Raw, we had a graphic up saying the Dudley boys were coming to ICW. See, this is the fucking thing, right? This is the, this is the thing about being... I suppose being Mark Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. That separates him from somebody like me, right? Because I had to, I, I got a crown fell out of my mouth, right? And I had to, I went, I'm going to have to fucking phone up the dentist <laughs> to, to get a dentist appointment. And I was, I had to work myself up to phone the fucking dentist. Do you know what I mean? I had to like, <laughs> I oh fuck, I need to phone the dentist. And you, see, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do what you're doing, phoning around all these people, talking to the fucking Dudleys on the phone, trying to put that together in 24 hours. Do, do you, does Mark Dallas get intimidated? I, I don't anymore. I did at the first, but Bubba is like built like a. He doesn't even look human, man. When you meet him in person, like people like that, I like see at first when we go big stars in, like Kevin Nash or something like that. When he came in, I was probably the last time where I went, "Whoa, where's Kevin Nash?" And I went, "Right, you're doing this, this, and he went, "Eh, "No, I'm not." Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did he say no? I'm not. I had a horrible flight because the guy that booked him right before gave him some shit seat in a flight for for Ireland, and he was raging, and he went, "No, I'm not," and I went. Are you fucking on, mate? And then in my head, I went. Me and a bag of giraffes. He's got him. He's got mud on me. He looked at me, but I think he, I kind of gained his respect. Aye, at that aye, point aye, aye. He went. All right, tell me what I'm doing. Aye, well, that was aye. probably I'm finding out like what kind of fucking guy he was dealing with there. You know what I mean? Listen to this. This is a scarier one, right? I forgot about this one. I was backstage and I went, "Look, mate, hey, hardcore Holly, you're losing to this guy," and he cracked his neck and looked at me, pure raging. And I went, "Listen, mate, you're not announced for a show. I've got your money in my pocket." Yeah. You either do it or you're not getting paid. And then Drew ran there and went, whoa, 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 I'll explain to you, uh, Holly, what's going to happen here and all that. And I was like, Drew, did I nearly get murdered after alcohol? And he went, I think you were pretty close, mate, aye. 
I need to go and get some air. No, it was lovely. Let's see after they done the match. Aye. It was pure sound. But I think because it's. But like, you hear he's a fucking it, tough guy, didn't he's you? He's terrifying, mate. Terrifying. What, what was that? He didn't expect the pop he was going to get because he had probably. He'd been in the UK and done shows here and there, family shows, all right. Aye, aye, aye. And he came to this show and his music. Uh, blared and he walked out and you just see him with this big massive cheese I, I, I defy you think any hey! other footage of hardcore Holly smiling and he's he like comes out cheesered does the Randy Orton posing on that he's actually he's writing about it man didn't he, he fucking and he, uh, he fucking sparked up Renfrew and all didn't he with the chops didn't he oh mate that was, uh, what a fight that was and pl- see because we hadn't announced him it was like Redford says, I'm the most hardcore motherfucker on the planet. And then on the screen, it went boom and said, Hardcore Holly, and the whole place went, Magic. Good's that? No way. Magic. I love stuff like that. That is, that is amazing. It's, especially when you get, let's see, like, attitude era guys that come into this environment, ICW, that's something cool about it. There was it, one that yeah. was the night before we'd done the Hydro one time, and it was a, it was an eight man tag, so everybody's day rounds. A ten man tag, it was all the big matches. But I was out r- at ringside, I'm shouting, We need help, we need help. And, Rob Van Damme's music hits and he <laughs> they knew he was on the next night but they didn't know he was there that night aye, aye, aye. and honestly you could feel the grunge shaking like in the, in the garage for people just losing the, people throwing pints and all that like, what's, the, what's the biggest pop you've heard at ICW what do you think is the biggest one him winning the, him winning the title oh fuck yeah. at SEC that was a fucking great night man aye. I love that I just remember about that match Drew saying we're going to get you the Hurricane Run and I went you know what fuck this this match is going to be <laughs> shite because I can't fucking Hurricane Run and they can't because I slid into count to three, I don't know if that makes it look bigger in my head because I was actually in the ring. You were, when you were right there in the middle. But it was just, it, it was like uh, Scotland had won the World Cup or something. Like aye, everybody aye. was all hugging their pals and aye. people were greeting in the crowd. And Mick Foley, the next day, he was doing a hang at the stand and he asked me to come down a day a bit at the end when I was pretending I was Vincent Mann and he was like doing a wee story. And uh, before he'd done it, we were talking backstage and he went, it reminded me of when uh, Dusty Rhodes won the NWA title. Beautiful. Oh, I didn't know that's cool. I did. I don't know. No, no, that's oh, class, man. Put that in your pocket. You can keep no. that one. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> See how you're speaking about Yanks that were like, hard to deal with. Is there any male that you've have been kind of like, refused to do stuff or they've tried to take the piss out of you or have they mostly been all right? I've. I think we've got off quite lightly with the way people talk about people. So they go, "Oh, this person's hard to deal with. That person's hard to deal with." Then they come to ICW. And they seem to be alright. Like I've had some uh, guys that I just love working with. Like, I love working with like Brian Kendrick, Paul London. There's still some guys that are just so laid back. Do you know what? But, I mean? Do you know what? Do you know what was funny as well, right? I remember you're trying to get me to bury people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's trying to do the dirt sheet. Hang no, 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 But well, I know, I, I, I know how hard it is for you because the amount of mess. Who's an asshole? Get for, well, <laughs> I, I know for a fact because I mean I get it where people will go. Is there any chance you can get me an ICW? I remember Kevin Steen. Ask, asking me to get an ICW any chance to get booked the amount of people and I just can't imagine the amount of people that he's had to deal with I'm not going to mention any names but I remember being at uh, Kevin Nash's in Orlando a party right and the amount of wrestlers coming up to him going any chance to get an ICW in Dallas Scott I need bother mate I will keep I need bother at all man we'll keep him touch and I'm going to myself I can't I'll never be an ICW <laughs> <laughs> there's no chance man I was he's like great over me guys like I, who name who like who name uh, one who wanted to be but you thought Fucking no chance. Yeah, just tell him who it was. Ke- Kevin Fair. Is it Kevin Fair? Uh, Ke- Kevin Thorne. Kevin oh, Thorne. Right, right. He's like, I just want to be with the boys, man. I just want to come see the boys. And I was like, oh, cool. Have you been to Scotland before? No, man. And I was like, what are you talking about, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Um, a great guy, man. But I was aye. just like, that's, he's no way about it. And I think, and all, I was just there to watch Mania. And uh, bumped into Grado, and it was Kevin Nash was running, like, a sort of, I was like, a Q&A hang or something, a pub. What do you call it? It's called something. It's called. 
There's a fucking name for it, Kevin Nash's fucking slumber party or something like that. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> something that, isn't like it? Pajama it's something party. like that, Kevin Nash's slumber party. <laughs> Kid and play the pyjama Shenanigans. Jam. It's called Kevin Nash's shenanigans right, night. Right, 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 right. It's shenanigans. Aye. The pub was called shenanigans. I'm oh, sure. is that what it was? Aye. Right, right it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> aye, that's that's what it was that, like. And I was like, Gradle, mate, can you take me up to the wee sort of private bit? It's like, because I'm not getting left alone here, man. It's like... Man, must have felt brilliant though as well. It was like, it, it is sometimes, but it is like, you're looking at a human being who's gone like that to you, mate, can I come up for you? And you don't want to go, no, nah, mate, I think you're shite. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> aye, aye, aye. You don't want to go, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for a flight for you, mate, certain mm. people. But there's other people that come up to you. There's pe- people that are good know they're good and they won't come up to you and do that. Aye. It's usually the people they don't that need come up to you that aye, are the ones that, that are kind of uh, hanging on by a thread and trying to stay relevant in the business and stuff like that. Is there anybody that you really wanted but you couldn't get? You know, I know you spoke about the Rock and Roll Express coming out, but is there anybody that, that we've tried to get and it's just never happened? Or who, or who can you know wait to get dumped to the WWE so that you can get them in? Um, <laughs> well, if they get up for the WWE, I don't think they would end up we nearly had We nearly had Samoa Joe right. uh, working for us, but uh, for some reason he, he wasn't allowed to. I think he was working for Adrian. Right. And he was doing something at the the training uh, the training school GPWA. Right. And the next night we had a show. Oh no, the, he had a show for Adrian. Then the next day he was doing a training seminar during the day. We were in picking some stuff up. We had a show that night in Edinburgh. Somebody pulled out, and we asked him. But by the time we asked him, I think he was already at the airport or something. Right, right, and he right. was like, "Oh, I'd have done it. I'd have been oh, good. Fuck." I was like, "Gutted man." But there's a uh, there's a couple. There's a couple. At uh, one time I tried to book uh, Conor McGregor. Years ago, seriously, I tried, man. I contacted his agent, not that this was like uh, it wasn't as ex- anywhere near as expensive as he'd be now. Aye. It was still like, a f- five figure fee. Uh, oh, I'll give you a belter, right? I nearly booked, and it was in talks with, with him, right? This nearly happened. It nearely became revealed that the person who'd b- uh, bankrolled the black label when they took her ICW mm-hmm. was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What I think I remember you telling us, and he wouldn't have got so it was meant to be a certain price. But then he won the Gawker case. Oh, fuck. And then the next day, his price was like five times. And I was like, I, even if I sold yeah, the Hydro, I couldn't afford it. It's fucking weird, though, isn't it? Because you'd imagine the richer you get, then you would, you'd do it for practically fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, like, it mm. was... It, it was, uh, it was so... You've no idea how close it was Aye. to Hulk Hogan showing up in ICW. That, but, but there's loads of things that he's that I, that I've, that, that he said to me. Look, we're going to do this and I'm going to go... That's never fucking happening. And right. the next minute, it happens. It makes it happen. It, it makes it happen. Right, so you, Dallas, like sometimes we follow each other on Twitter, right? And I see you when it comes up to show day and you're doing your thing and, you, and you're working and then you're up the next morning. Sometimes it's fucking two. You're doing your weekend, right? And then you're doing the next show and all that. And then it's and then you're out and you're having drinks. And then the next day, you're, you're, you're knackered. You're fucking... Is there ever a show comes up and you're like, oh, I can't be fucked this month? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you must. There must be the times where you're just like, I wish I was. I wish somebody else was Mark Dallas for a few months. Well, no, there's. We've got our staff now, so we've got like uh, Scott Reed. We've got uh, he's Rudo, really good, isn't he? Aye, Scott's we, brilliant. You know, we've got like Dunk in the office. We've got Adam Carell, people like that. So there's a crew there that they all the different roles. So it's no me just. I but could could you take a few months off? I I contemplated recently taking a few months off. Just because I was like, I'm going to get burned out. I've been doing this now for fucking 12 years. Um, I'm like, I need, I need to maybe stay away for a wee bit. But then I got heavy para that if I left and they'd done a better job than me, that I would come back and I'd be heavy raging at everybody. 
I'm like, no, I'm going to change everything. So uh, I'm, I'm joking a wee bit about that, but I do think there's been times where I've went to go on holiday, like I've went to Orlando or wherever, Aye. and I just can't, my bird's like, ah, you want to get off your fucking phone? And I just, I can't. But this is the thing, this is my new thing, I'm always like that to Grado, I was like, fucking, you need to deal, you need to fucking deal less stuff. Grado's know, always running about doing about, about a million things, trying to cram a million things in, this is my new thing, to say to people, Fucking have a rest. Sometimes have a rest. Take some you time. Have a rest out. and then your mind plays on you. You're like, fuck, I should be doing something. I, think I you get that, no, mate. Man, you sit about and you go, I should be doing something. I'm wasting man. time. Aye. That's what you feel. I know, I know, That's I know. what you feel like. But the, the trouble, I think, it's not the trouble. It can be seen as a positive negative, but he's never got his business he daft. Like sometimes, remember, I've had to pull you a single dials, please, man. We <laughs> need to stop talking about business. You know, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about chicken, mate. You <laughs> like uh, chicken? Let's talk about chicken. chicken. And then we end up. Uh, gone for speaking about chicken he'll manage to some way end up talking about the business again I'm like <laughs> there you've just fucking done it come on let's take five minutes out. do you think you need that He's you think you need that on. to be a successful promoter though, I just... think a wee bit but I have learned to calm it down a, a wee bit with talking about it all the time because a lot of my pals grade on a few other boys did chin me about her going mate you need to stop talking about wrestling <laughs> and I was like alright cool and, um, but it's hard but I think it was just that I go into a routine where it was all grown then I had to make my living. Then there's no guarantee that I'm going to get a wage next month, so I had to keep going always. So any opportunity Aye. to make money, I had to go, right, there's an opportunity there, I'm going to grab that. And it kept going. No, it's a bit more secure, but I think I got into that mindset. So getting out of it was solid. So it was always Aye, like looking yeah, yeah. for what's the angle here, how can we make money off this, how can we... Do you know what I mean? So I think that was the problem for a long time. What do you think... The, your, what's your favourite ever ICW show? What's the show you look go, that was the fucking, uh, that was the best? Still Smoking. Still Smoking. Try to remember that, that one. Was. Still Smoking is the one where Fergal won the Zero G title. Uh, uh, Paul London fought Kid Fight and done the uh, Shooting Star Press after the balcony <laughs> where he's buzz it. Was it the garage, wasn't it? Was no, it the garage? this was uh, ABC. I uh, and Brian Kendrick was fighting Joe Coffey. Um, was that on that show? Uh, aye, mate, fuck's sake. Great Romania was running wild, mate. Just checking. Uh, just checking. Uh, aye, aye. I'm trying to remember who I'm you were trying, I'm trying. Was that maybe with, John, with Mossy? Was that maybe the, the day I done the Gradle, mate, the, the Gradleberg entrance, maybe? It was. It was. That's my favourite show today, then. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the most viewed videos we've ever Is it? Aye, aye. Aye. What's next, man? Like, I mean, you've, you've achieved, you've fulfilled a lot of dreams. You've had, you've done some fucking massive shows, like amazing things, tele programs, fucking BAFTA nominations, all mm. sorts of stuff. Have you still, have you still got dreams racked up there? Oh aye, oh aye. Um, I'm running the Barras two nights next year for Fear and Loving. Oh, the Barras. Um, we couldn't get the Barras that year there because when ABC burnt down. It's horrible. It we've not got ABC anymore. All the yeah. venues were flooded with gigs that were meant to be at that yep. venue, so you just couldn't get the Barras. It was just solid to get it for like a year. Um, so I'm, I'm wanting to kind of build ICW for the growing up again um, and then I think what I would do is I think I would maybe go to eventually in a couple of years I want to try and do an arena again but I want to build up to it and I, maybe the Emirates maybe you know what I mean something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. Um, I would go back to the SEC again like I want to get it back to that size mm -hmm. but obviously with all the talent that's went to WWE we all like it's hard, isn't it? Everybody, like, Scottish wrestling became so big that everybody was in demand. So it's got to take time to build up new talent. You're starting to see people like Keelan Kelly, Leighton Buzzard, all these people starting to come through. And all these guys are going to be great. But do you know, it do takes you, time. Do you, are you able to say, or do you know want to say, 
Like who 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 have you got your eye on as the real hot prospects? Uh, or do you know why you tip the your two, horn no, there? The two, two boys there that I just told you are, are up there. There's another boy called well. uh, Stevie James, the Purge. Um, uh, who else? Like there's, there's a good few coming through there now. Aye. The younger guys that are um, that have got all the potential in the world to become world famous. But the thing is now, now we'll know this best kept secret Scottish wrestling isn't anymore new Aye. people know about Scottish wrestling yep. so as soon as somebody gets to a certain size they're going to get poached Rough. or I wait to Japan or whatever do you know what I mean so but you, but you would that. hope you would hope nowadays wouldn't you, you you would think that wrestlers would understand that they have that they have time they don't need to necessarily jump at the fucking opportunity to step up immediately I think anymore. that's what they try to teach them at the school I think if I was coming in nowadays mm-hmm. I'd be like I'm going to be I'm going to become a legend on my, my, my home turf build it up first do you know what I mean uh, I honestly would because, the because there's, there's a lot there, there's a lot of people moving on to these places you know what I mean and there's you know and, and there's a lot of people there I think the opportunities there you know, it's like when you sign a player for a football team, like 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 a Celtic or a Rangers or something. You know what I mean? And you want them to stay for a long time to become a fucking legend before they, you know, Make before they move anywhere else. Right. I think that's the, that's kind of the plan of what we want to do, stuff like that. Because all the people that got signed up, there's only so many spots, so that's never going to happen again. You're never going to get like thirty people all getting signed to contracts at the one time. No. Like there'll be dribs and drabs every year of people getting signed and people getting released and stuff yep. like that. So it's it's going to end up working in our favour, um, but it is time consuming. To build talent properly takes years, and, and um, we're just starting to see coming to fruition that first batch of people for the GPWA, who started when it started four years ago, the training school, starting to become polished, well-rounded performers, Kez Evans, people like that, mm-hmm. um, and they're, they're going to be the next batch of stars. You want to talk a wee bit about um, the Wrestling Experience Scotland next year? Wrestling Experience Scotland is on ICW's new brand, which is a family wrestling brand because people would always come to us and go oh, I want to go to ICW and my Wayne's want to go but Aye. they can't, can't go and I'd be like alright cool um, but they can't go to ICW so I'm like right we'll take the production values of ICW we, so when I mean as a parent yourself you know it costs a lot to go out a day out with your Wayne you want something that's value for money you want something different so Aye. it's going to be the stars of ICW people that grade on stuff like that with ICW's high quality production values that you would hardly get to see anywhere else no. yep. in independent wrestling. Um, and it'll be bang for buck and we'll be running like Air, uh, Mary Hill, um, Bathgate, Bathgate, stuff like that. And there'll be another couple of cities getting announced eventually. Excellent. That's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm going to take my wee lassie in it. No, I mean, I've always wanted to take my, my daughter to um, an ICW show. Because you've always got to remember there's, you've got to appeal to the parents and all, you know what I mean? They don't, Half the time Aye. they don't want to be there, so if there is like, videos and the production values, Aye. you know they're going to enjoy it a lot more than a wrestler coming out of fucking fire exit though, yep. which is the case in some... <laughs> in it, but really. A hundred percent, man. Aye. Which has its own charm as well though, doesn't it? has its charm, doesn't it? It has its own uh, charm. There's a difference between <laughs> thirty folk in the Socrates Labour Club to Aye. you know the Citadel packed no, totally. lights and all that Aye. It makes Aye. a big difference. Aye, definitely. But man, it's exciting times. Thanks so much for coming on the show and oh, so and, and chatting to us. And it was I good, can't man. I wait that. to see when you put the title on, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm politic in there. I'm getting on. No, cheers, man. Thanks a lot. Cheers for having us. That was a fantastic episode of Wrestling Daft there. I think that was an old-timer. Aye, I need to apologise that we're cutting this short because I need to boost and get into my Geppetto gear. Mate, you need to get Geppetto'd up. Get that fucking wee wooden boy made. 
Get that wee wisdom going. Just what I win. Just what I win. Exactly. You need to create life with a wid. So remember, this week I'm going to watch a power of wrestling. If anybody wants to tweet me and say, watch this, watch that, what's the best stuff, I'm going to get tore right into it. Right, so we're going to test Grado next Aye. week. Actually, no, today, quiz me on fucking wrestling the last couple of weeks, right? Right, we're, we're going uh, to... That's what we're doing, right? We're, we're going to do that. To we're make sure that I watch it. Um, I, uh, I'm just going to check my share price of WWE to see if Seth Rollins' heel turn has affected my share price at all. And... That's what I'm doing. It's fucking been done again. Don't know what it's going to take to turn that around. Don't know. After a weekend like that, I don't know. Let's go get that fucking red light bulb off. I'm telling you, something to do with that bulb. Something. Now remember, you can catch uh, chips, cheese, and Donner meat are going to be competing at Munchie Box Mania and Bishop Briggs Masonic Halls this weekend. If you want to get down there and see that. Uh, listen, it's been a fantastic show. Probably to catch up with you as ever, Grado. I know you've got your run, you've got your shoes on here, you've got your hat on, you're ready to fly out the door. Uh, have you any last words to leave everybody with? Thanks again, listen. I love listening to all your tweets and stuff like that. It's very, you know, it's it's good to see those folk listening. But I'm afraid I need to fucking day one, hit the road and go and be Geppetto. Try and catch Grado and Panto at the Pavilion in Glasgow if you can. The tickets are flying out the door, so you're going to be very lucky to get any tickets for it. But try and, try and catch it and see... See, he, bl- he blades. I bet I'm asking Hoffy blades. I fucking see him. Come on. Go <laughs> get away, mate. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hey, Grado, it's yourself. Oh, man, It's yourself, 31. Was it 31? What was <laughs> oh, the number? Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's yourself, Grado. See you next time, folks. This is 4Network.